is knowledge is not power. Knowledge is useless without actions. Implementation of that knowledge that you do have is power. And growing up, I've always been maybe our listeners too. You've been raised to think you study this because knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. Knowledge is key to a certain point where if you're not doing something about what you have in your brain and the knowledge that you've learned or what you've gained or an experience that you've gone through, then that knowledge is pretty much useless. Welcome to the More Abundance Podcast, the place where you continue on your own journey towards abundance. I'm Sonia. And I'm Farah. And together, we're the Moas, navigating the beautiful landscapes of Utah and the tropical allure of Hawaii. Join us each week for insightful discussions covering a diverse range of topics, including family, travel, business and faith, guiding you to building a fulfilling life. We're so excited to talk about this topic, which is characteristics of success for entrepreneurs. And whether you're an entrepreneur yourself, maybe you have a desire to build a a hustle, build a business, a side hustle, or maybe you're currently doing that right now. Or maybe you simply just want positivity in your life. You just want to see results happen. You want to improve your mindset. You just want to have self-growth, right? This episode is going to be so helpful for you. And we were thinking of what are really the qualities of a successful entrepreneur. And when I Googled this, of course, and I wrote down some notes as well, I saw all these amazing things, right? Like what makes someone successful is adaptability, curiosity, leadership, vision. Like there's a really good list of qualities that business owners, entrepreneurs, successful people have. And that doesn't mean that they're perfect. It, it just means that they are growing in those areas and they're working on these different characteristics to strengthen who they are as individuals. And so we were thinking of a couple of these characteristics that we're currently experiencing, we're currently growing in, we're leaning into growth and improvement and transformation. And so even though we had wrote down like 20 or 50 characteristics of what makes someone successful, we really today just want to talk about one or two that we're currently working on that we have seen some results from in our lives because of just honing in on these characteristics. And so I am so excited for you to hear a little more about what Sawane is currently working on, as well as some areas of growth that I have. And we're going to be talking a little bit of like being open-minded, believing in oneself, for us also believing in God and exercising our faith that way and really knowing that we were made for more and that does propel us into certain kinds of actions and activities each day. Some other things we'll be talking about is actually taking action, you know, transforming knowledge into action action and activity, trusting the process, being consistent, adapting to the unexpected, responding quickly and making decisions quickly. Like that's one thing that has stood out to me is that entrepreneurs and successful people, they make a decision very quickly. And one of my mentors, Stephen, has shared that before where entrepreneurs make their mind up quickly and they change their mind slowly, but they've developed this awareness to trust themselves as they make these decisions. So that's just a little preview of some of the characteristics we're going to dive into today. 
we're going to be sharing some hopefully relatable stories of how we've applied this in our lives. And also we're going to be inviting you to step into something you can transform and grow in as well. So as you're listening to this, we invite you to pick out some kind of golden fleck, like pick out some kind of wisdom, some gold drop here that's meant for you to take some action today. I'm going to go ahead and turn the time over to Sawane. It's been so cool to like see our growth. We've been married for almost two years. I think we just made 18 months. It's such a neat experience to reflect on like who he was when we were dating, who he was when we got married, and just like see him grow because we've been very intentional about stepping into growth individually and collectively as a couple, as well as business owners, business partners, or basically like eternal business partner partners, right? Which is so cool. Cool. That's a unique part of our relationship. Well, let's turn the time over to Swane Babe. I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit of, you know, these characteristics that you're working on as an entrepreneur. What are you currently working on in this season? Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, so I'm excited for this this week's episode. Here's some two characteristics of an entrepreneur that I'm currently doing in this season. First one being consistency. And I know a lot of people may think, oh, that's such a basic one and and an obvious one. However, it is still true. I'm not perfect. And currently with what I'm doing with my coaching and with the season that we're in, it's just harder for me to stay consistent when there's so many side hustles that we're doing in the season. My mind can be taken over by something else. So my attention is grabbed somewhere else. Now with saying that, I do have a focus level where I do bring myself back to that consistency point. You mentioned coaching. Tell us a little bit more about that. What does that mean? Are you doing coaching? Like, obviously I know, but our listeners would love to hear, like, I think what you're referring to is your mastermind that you're in, right? And you have a one-on-one coach. And so with that, how does consistency play into you following the program that you're in? Why is consistency key? So consistency is key because this mastermind class is very set up to be an easy step-by-step program that this coach of mine, she has done within a specific time and has achieved the results. So her whole mantra is, why reinvent the wheel when you can just copy exactly what someone's doing? And so that's what I'm doing right now. And so that type of mindset with consistency is pretty much saying, hey, follow my steps and then you can replicate the same results. But if you do it consistently over the few months that I've got. And so for me, it's so key to just have that as a mindset because there are so many things that could throw in our way, I guess. There's so many events that could happen, so many life-changing events. However, because we both decided that in this season, our hustle is supposed to get us to a certain goal within a certain time frame, this is what was necessary for me. And so that is why consistency is key. Right. And through the coaching, you basically bought leverage, right? Someone's experienced it. They've already hit all those milestones. Now it's just up to you to actually hit those milestones. And what would you say is like some of the reasons why some people, some entrepreneurs, some people in general, why they're not as consistent? Why do they either throw in the towel? What are your observations there? Because there's probably some things in your life where you could relate to that, where you weren't as consistent And so the results didn't happen. And you're seeing a little bit different change here where you are consistent now. And there's a difference. I honestly think, and I'm still working on this. So this is currently in the process, right? So with your question in regards to that, it is real that people do sometimes deviate. And there's so many things that catch your attention. With me, I do know that with something like this amazing opportunity that I've been given, that I know that doesn't matter what happens, I must at least finish my modules or I must submit certain videos. In this mastermind program, 
I'm actually ahead of schedule in terms of what I'm doing within this program. However, there's still things that I could work on. And maybe when I started this program, it was a full force, 100% of my effort. What I'm finding with my consistency is that I have that 100% effort. And maybe towards the middle, I'm like 80%, 60%. And then I somehow have this burst of energy again to go 100%. I guess to answer your question, yes, we all go through things where we're trying to figure out the consistency part in our lives. But well, also life happens. Yeah, too, life happens. Right? Life happens. However, having that bigger picture in the forefront of your mind is very key. Tell me a little bit about that when like, you know, the bigger picture, something you were sharing with me earlier about just how consistency is key is also like being consistent. And even though we're talking about life happening, Mm -hmm. things come up, there's certain changes that happen in our day to day, in our week to week or month to month in our life in general. And you're talking about how that consistency paired with being very adaptable to unexpected changes has really taught you what you need in this season. Like, how does that? play that adaptability i think the way i am i really am someone that loves to be adaptable it's something that i have honed during my life i've had a lot of hardships that have happened during those hardships i've just learned to adapt i've had to be adaptable otherwise it's kind of like that mindset you hunt what you eat and if you cannot eat you have to hunt so i've always had that mindset since moving here to america but i'm not going to go into that So to answer your question, having adaptability is a skill that you can learn. I think I've had a little bit of an upper hand because I feel that it kind of goes hand in hand with my personality. I'm someone that is open-minded, but can also adapt if need be. And so that has helped us in our season. There's so many decisions being thrown at us. There's so many events, right? So when things happen, I do bring things to your attention and I say, hey, what about this idea? And so you do the same. But I'm always literally at a push of a button once we've talked about things to make that change. If that change projects us to the right direction, which is where we're going. Yeah, I think you're mentioning, oh, like when I came to America, and we'll probably get into that in like another episode in the future. But what I like is I noticed about you, you're definitely really much more adaptable than I am. It's almost like you thrive on change, which is unique. I think that's like an innate thing that you have where like changes happen, you react. I don't know if that's like just comes natural for you or if it's something, a skill, like a muscle you've really developed where there's these changes that take place and you just move. And yeah, we can dive into some of those hardships and some of these challenges that you've had making your way into America where it's a land of opportunity. You're building a business, you have these goals and it's brought so much to you. So we'll dive into that on another episode. But what I do love is that you are very adaptable and you have really pivoted as needed to adapt to change and to unforeseen circumstances that come our way, right? Mm -hmm. You did that even before we met. And even in our marriage, there is a lot of things that have come into play where we've had to just adapt and act versus standing still and feeling like there's walls coming up. It's like, okay, what can we do? And you're really good at inviting us to keep taking action. But you were also telling us a little bit about action being key. Share with our listeners a little bit about what you were thinking there. Yes. So my coach, she's someone that actually has mentioned this to me a lot of times. And what she does say is knowledge is not power. Knowledge is useless without actions. So what she rephrased it to be is actually implementation of that knowledge that you do have is power. And growing up, I've always been maybe our listeners too, you've been raised to think you study this because knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. 
Knowledge is key to a certain point where if you're not doing something about what you have in your brain and the knowledge that you've learned that, or what you've gained or an experience that you've gone through, then that knowledge is pretty much useless. And so for me, I'm, I had to try and rewire my brain to think, okay, actions is so important because actions is where you see results. Actions from the knowledge that you have sees results. And so I'm now trying to live my life and practice that every day through this coaching program and through our relationship. So that is what has been the key with having actions, right? That is the key to success as well. So that's to answer your question. So I hope I can challenge you listeners out there when you're thinking of doing any kind of business or any idea that you want to implement, just understand that knowledge without implementation is useless. Implementation of the knowledge that you have can see outstanding results, even if you don't see it right away. But your body starts to sense that what you're thinking about and what you're practicing is actually trying to coexist. I challenge you all to do that, to implement the knowledge that you have, whether it's to start a business, whether it's to, you know, do something with a friend or family, any type of business venture that you do want, I strongly challenge you to implement that action. Yeah, and that's so exciting to think about. Like you're inviting our listeners to go and take action. So it's almost like, what do you know you need to do? What do you know you need to do today? Go and take some action. Go mm -hmm. take that tiny step forward if you know that's something you need to do. And only you know what you really need to do because only you know truly the depth of your goals and how vast they are. So I'm really excited to, to have learned your takeaways of what you're currently working on as an entrepreneur. And I've definitely seen a lot of that growth. So that's enough about me, but I want to turn the time to you, babe. Why don't you explain to our listeners some of the characteristics of being an entrepreneur in this season that you're working on? I guess maybe explain the feelings that go with it, because I know when we talk about a lot of characteristics and points, but what are some feelings that like that is attached to it that you're currently going through? The characteristics I'm currently working on, the two that came to mind when we were thinking of this list was open-mindedness. And then the other was trusting ourself, like trusting myself. And I want to talk a little bit about that open-mindedness because I think you can kind of tell from what Sawane just shared. He is a little more naturally open <laughs> to new ideas and new opportunities than I am. That might surprise some of our listeners, but Sawane is just naturally like open to things, right? Like he almost has, what did you call it? Shiny object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome. Yeah. He almost has like shiny object syndrome where he's like, oh, this is a cool idea. This is a cool idea. This is a cool idea and he wants to do it all. I'm going to touch on that in a little bit. But for me, something that really stood out to me, I think it was last week, because of some decisions we've had to make recently with life changes, unexpected things coming up, right? That happens for everybody. So some of these decisions we've had to make, I realized that Sawane will bring maybe a solution and I don't naturally see it as a solution all the time. That's just maybe marriage too, right? Not just business ownership, but that's also maybe a commonplace in marriage. But Sawane will bring some option or some suggestion and I just naturally, like you can feel it, right? You can feel like resistance in your body or in your mind. I naturally resist. And Sawane doesn't always know that because I do my best to communicate in a kind and loving way about what I think about this opportunity he's sharing with me. And I'm generally not open. And I'm like, no, like we have to figure out another way or I have another idea and we give it a shot and maybe it doesn't work. Or sometimes we don't even give my idea a shot. Sometimes I just sit with it for a little bit. And then maybe later on that day or the next day, I'm like, babe, 
I was thinking about what you said earlier. I can see how that will bring out this result. So let's do that. And that's just an example of just who I am. You know, as you, some of you may not know who I am or are getting to know us here through this podcast, but Sawani here, share that opportunity. It might take me a little while and then I'll come to him and I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then we do it. And a lot of the time, maybe not all the time, but a lot of the time it ends up being the solution that we needed. Like I said, just last week, I was reflecting on that pattern that I resist and then I get on board with Sawane and then we do that thing that he suggested. And it's like, wow, that was awesome. And you know, sometimes it's not so awesome. Sometimes it's like, okay, lesson learned. Now we know, let's try this other option. But that idea of like giving it a shot and being open if that is what is needed in the season is something I'm currently working on. And Swanee mentioned he's not perfect. I'm not perfect. There's definitely areas to grow. And this is one of them is that I'm growing in being more open minded. And I was kind of thinking of why do people in general or maybe aspiring entrepreneurs, aspiring business owners or people who want improvement in their life? Why are some of us like me naturally closed off to new opportunities or new ideas or new pathways? And I was thinking, well, for me, I think sometimes I'm not as open to it because I think it's not going to work or, you know, I'm going to fail or I'm going to be rejected in that process or it's going to take longer than my way or whatever it might be. There's these things that come up that is attached to that resistance. And I think if we start realizing like that the change happens because we get out of our comfort zone, we are experiencing our life right now. And perhaps maybe even our listeners, you're very comfortable with where you're at. And that's cool. Like if that's where you want to be, that is amazing. However, if any one of our listeners is wanting to see some change, wanting to see more in their life, knowing that you're made for more. There's something that you feel like you have a calling to serve a certain target audience, or you have this really amazing idea and you're not even seeing the results yet. Then it could be the open-mindedness that you might want to be open to trying and growing in, or maybe you just need to be open for some ideas or people who can help you and being open to taking the next steps. It makes sense, babe. And again, I'm not perfect. I think with me, I am someone that is results driven. So when I do hear of, and maybe it's a guy thing, when we do hear of a lot of, I can't do this or some type of problem, us guys, I, I believe we naturally think of solutions. But going back to what you were saying, you're working on yourself, which is good. And I can see you. I know a lot of things in your mind. And I trust that you have a process in your mind that you trust in yourself and your own instincts. Do you think sometimes that is a backfire? Because you're living in your mind, you have the process. And I know you're someone who plans months in advance and you're a systems driven process person, which I get. However, do you find that sometimes it rebounds and backfires in certain situations where we're needing to adapt? Actually, I do. It's interesting you bring that up because I think that is connected to that open mindedness being open to what is needed in this season. So like Sawani is saying, right? You're so right, babe. I'm naturally a planner. I'm all in my head. I naturally excel at like calculating things and numbers and how much time it's going to take for this. If we put in this much effort, I have my spreadsheets. I have my schedule. I project things. And while those are strengths, right? Like those are things I can bring to my own businesses. To my businesses, yeah. Yeah, and helping you with your business. Like those are definitely strengths and overuse of that or an over implementation of that I've noticed in this season. 
actually almost paralyzes me where I'm thinking so much ahead of the what ifs, the could ofs. If this happens, then I'm going to have a plan for this. If this happens, I'm going to have a plan for this. If this happens, I'm going to have a plan for this. So I end up having a ton of plans when really all I need to do is work on what is needed in this season. Yes, it's good to be planful. It's good to think ahead and to be hopeful about the future. But we also want to be like me, not just we, but me, myself, I need to be more focused on what is needed in this season and do that well. And then tomorrow, do it well again. And so you're so right. No, and I love that. And just to highlight my wife here, if this was a test about systems and processes, that's something that I lack and that she gains. You can see how we kind of, we meet in the middle and it just works out. But my wife, I just want to highlight her skills. That is a huge skill that she has. And I do see that what you're saying, babe, it sometimes is a rebound because overthinking things or over planning for things that hasn't happened yet can also stunt your growth as an entrepreneur. <laughs> and yes. relating that to our podcast, the whole thing of abundance, something else I've learned during my coaching is you don't want to stress out on anything that hasn't happened yet. And I can paint you a little picture. If you're budgeting and another bill comes at you from the side that you weren't planning that wasn't in your budget. So your intent is, oh, I need to figure out where to pull the certain money, this amount from so that I can pay for the certain bill. It may be due next week. It may be due in the future. It's whatever the timeline that looks like. So you can plan for that. However, if you're not taking actions today and tackling what's in front of you today to meet those plans, to make that happen, then you're stunted. You're stunted by your own fear. Your mind creates this fear around, how am I going to pay for this? If I can't pay for this, then there's something else won't happen. So I see what you're saying with your strengths and how it can rebound you. But just putting it out there to the listeners, I'm sure you guys can relate that we do our best as human beings in a relationship and for yourself to plan the best you can. But you want to make sure that when you're planning, that you're tackling things as they come to you in that day and in that time. Yeah, that's true. I think it's almost like being planful, planning things out is actually appropriate if it's propelling you into action and doing some tasks today, this week, you know, being planful about that. There's a difference with that versus overthinking, mm -hmm. right? So when we're overthinking, maybe we're even over planning, which I tend to do sometimes. The over planning actually doesn't propel me into action. It propels me into inaction. And that maybe not even propel. That's not the right word for the inaction. It causes me to pump the brakes a little and be like, oh, actually, I don't want to do that anymore. Even though I know it's a good thing, the overthinking actually, like you said, stunts my growth and slows me down. So that's true. Like sometimes maybe that's why we're not as open-minded is because we're fearful of all these different things. And I wanted to share an example of something real life that happened recently. And so Ani mentioned his coaching program and it's really cool. Like I'm so excited for him. He is in an amazing mastermind with not just one, but multiple coaches at his dispense to help him not just stay in momentum, but stay in the right momentum, have the right direction. And Sawane and I are firm believers of masterminds and coaching and having that kind of leverage where someone is a few steps, if not a lot of steps ahead of you and telling you exactly the roadmap to do the milestones to hit. So I've been really excited to see him in that process. But the story I want to share here about that was, yeah, I think it was about a couple months mm -hmm. ago when he brought this idea to me. We're talking about my non-open-mindedness, but now I'm growing in that. So a couple months ago, he brought the idea like, hey, babe, like there's this really cool program. Like I'm super interested in this. I didn't really look into it. I was just in that season because of some family circumstances. I also recently had lost 
my dog, you know, our dog passed away and she lived a wonderful full life, but there was just a lot of emotions, a lot of like moving parts happening in our life during that season. So he brought this idea to me and I was like, not hearing it. All I was hearing was it's more money. It's more time that he's going to pour into. And I was like that in my initial reaction was, man, like we don't need that. And I didn't even like look into it. I just instantly had resistance. And he said earlier before we started recording this, he had said, I didn't know you felt that way, but it was because I internally felt it. I delivered it, of course, differently to him, but it did take me probably a day or two before I came back to him and I was like, can you show me again what you were looking into? I wonder if that actually is what we need in this season for some goals we're trying to hit. And so he showed me, he showed me like a video and he showed me some things that were included. And I instantly was like, yes, let's do this. And it was a stretch for us because we had been focusing on some other projects and this would bring another project into our moving parts that we're currently in. But it was like so needed. I totally saw how this is actually what we need for our goal. Like when we actually know what the goal is, we know where we want to go. It becomes easier to make those decisions. And so that's another element I wanted to like touch on. But for this, once he showed me that, I'm like, okay, I'm on board with you. Let's figure out how we can do this and how you can clear your schedule to be able to do this, to really commit to listening to, yes, your main coach, but multiple coaches who are investing in you and having that kind of leverage just in the short month that you've been in that I have seen you grow. And that's what I mean is, had I been close to that, that growth may have been stunted by my close mindedness. But I'm so glad that I was open to that because that did unlock growth for Sawane and also growth for his business, which I'm so excited about. And the opportunities that have come from that in this short month of him being in that mastermind has been amazing and just all the resources available. Thanks, babe. For those listening, I guess you can see that there's a recurring theme, which is we're trying to practice our entrepreneur characteristics, I, I guess you would say, but also we also need coaches. So my wife also works for an amazing company that she has. She's a coach and she does. She has her own coach. So we both go back and forth and we try and coach each other on certain things. And it actually flows pretty well with how we're doing. But I just want to ask you, babe, just with going off what you had just said, you have an amazing gift. You're able to trust in your own abilities. Sometimes those strengths can be weaknesses depending on the situation. But I would even ask you, and so how do you know when to trust your ability? Like, how does that come in? Do you just know it immediately based on experience, which I know you have a lot of experience compared to me when it comes to grown up things, paying bills, budgeting, things like that, where I've had to deal with it differently because I've always been a lone sheep and learning things for myself. But in this marriage, would you say trusting in oneself's abilities can be something that leads us towards our goals and where we're going? Yeah, I think trusting in yourself and what you do know, like leaning into that instead of thinking, oh, I don't know these things, kind of switching that to I don't know these things yet, but this is what I do know. So let me trust that I can apply that. It really is key. And I was thinking about how I'm growing in trusting myself. Like I naturally have that. And I don't know if naturally is the right word. I think I have that trust in myself because of what you mentioned earlier. Like I'm an overthinker. I'm an over planner. And so I calculate even sometimes for certain things to the minute, to the dollar, to the penny. My brain works like that. Like I'm very much in my head. And so because I calculate that, I create a system. I create a timeline. 
I know, hey, this is actually going to work. Or I've tried that before. It didn't work. So I actually adjusted my system. I adjusted my schedule. And now I know it's going to work. So I feel like that part of trusting myself has come as a result of being this over planner, overthinker, which I know I'm working on. I've gotten so much better and I've seen the results come from working on that, like I mentioned. But it is important to even develop that trust in oneself in that current thing we're working on. So even now that I'm not trying to over plan and have that be something where I'm stunting my momentum, I still have to learn to trust myself and what we're currently doing, what we're working on, and my abilities to adapt and approach these situations with action and also to approach them with positivity. Like, so trusting myself has been key and something that I just recently saw on another entrepreneur, like a renowned entrepreneur that we love, we follow is Russell Brunson. And he recently posted on his Instagram, this quote, and it so resonated with me. I had to go ahead and like it. And what he said was, the first thing you have to do is believe in yourself. And that happens by taking an idea and running with it. Even if you fail, the more times you do that, the more you start trusting yourself. And I thought that is so key. That definitely like struck a chord with me in the right way where I realized, yes, I do trust myself because I've tried this venture. I've tried that. I've learned lessons here. It's brought me to have skills into this next project. And now we're in this season, like even before meeting you, babe, I figured out what it was I wanted to do. There's still lots of areas I can grow and learn from, but I figured out my strengths and how I can apply them to business, to the market, right? And so because of some of those failures, even though, like Russell Brunson says, even if you fail, the more times you keep doing that, the more times you keep getting into activity, the more you start trusting yourself. And my decision making and my discernment and my decisiveness has improved because I keep trying and I keep learning and growing. And so for our listeners here, if there is something like you feel like you keep doing this and you keep failing, well, what is it do you need to learn from that? What can you take from that? And can you try again in a different way, in a different avenue, in a different pathway? Keep staying in activity. That is actually how you trust yourself. And of course, we learn to trust ourselves. And Swana and I, a huge component of our marriage really is trusting in God and his plan for us. And we're so grateful that we have him to guide us because it allows us to also trust that he trusts us as we have faith, we increase our faith in him and we put him first in our lives that he trusts us, we trust him and we just do what we feel is right and we go wherever he needs us. So that's been a huge part of that trust element in my own journey as well as ours as as a couple. Right. And just to go off what you just said, that it was a great point. We believe in God and maybe I'll listen to whoever you believe in, right? We believe in God and I'm someone that very is action-based. I know this has nothing to do with it. Maybe it does, but love language, my one is action and Whichever that falls under, I am very much an actions person. And so acts of service, acts quality of service, time. quality time, you name it, that's me. And that's how I feel the love. But if I were to relate that to, say, what we're doing right now in the season as entrepreneurs and trying to hustle, we're in a hustle mode, right? 
I'm not just someone that will sit idly by and just see opportunities go by. And we believe differently. We believe that when we have faith, faith means action. And so when we're taking action towards not just one opportunity, but any opportunity, also taking into account with your skills, babe, of systems and processes and maybe your experience, we see a lot of miracles. And so we do believe that God has our back and has the blessings in store for us, that we're just people that we believe in actions. We have to meet him halfway because he promises so many things. Well, that makes sense, right? Because faith without works is dead. And so we do need the works. We do need the action to increase our faith. And I wanted to like add to that because that is something that has been one of those like themes maybe of the month or of this season for me is that that faith, that belief, and then actually seeing things, seeing results. I was able to actually understand a little more about how and why faith is faith, the belief without seeing it, increases our faith. And I want to kind of parallel that with business, with transformation, with growth. We actually do need to believe first. We sometimes think, okay, when I see that result, then I'm going to believe that that pathway works. When I see that, then I'm going to have more belief in that program, that idea. When I see the money, then I'm going to believe that route makes, like, it just doesn't make sense, right? Like you don't see the money, you don't see the result first, and then you believe it works. That's a sound principle. Belief first, and then you will see the result. And I am learning to step more into that, to really believe that these results, these goals we set for ourselves and for our businesses and for our family, that these goals are possible. And belief extends beyond just believing it in our mind, having good thoughts. Like those are all important, but it also goes to believing and having our body respond to that. You mentioned that a little earlier when you were sharing about your growth, like truly believing and feeling. You were asking me about feelings. Like when we believe and we believe it on a deeper level, our body does feel a certain way. Our body starts responding. So if we actually believe something's not going to happen, then our body is not going to align to make those things happen because we don't believe it. But if we start believing it, we start sitting in those feelings of what does that look like when I hit that money goal, when I hit that health goal, when I hit that relationship goal, what does it feel like? How do I feel? Do I feel happy? Do I feel successful? Do I feel at peace? You know, truly believing that result causes our body to respond a certain way. And then we actually get into action to meet ourselves there, to make that happen. And so the belief really is key if we want to see results. So I invite our listeners, what are your beliefs? Like check in, what do you believe about yourself, your situation? And how can you start changing those beliefs and allow your body to respond so that you can get into action and see those results? Because it truly is belief first, and then you have the sight of the results. Right. And just to quickly add on top of that, my coach always drills this message into our brains, right? Energy flows where focus goes. So I invite you listeners as well to think of that. Energy flows where focus goes. If your focus, like you said, babe, is on something negative, it's only natural that the outcome of that result will be negative. However, you can have a negative outcome and have a different outlook on it. And you can focus maybe and even like relating to believing that you can achieve what you want to achieve, it changes your body shifts, your mind shifts to a point where doing something, the action of right then, right now, even just making that mind switch, that's still an action. And that's something that we're still practicing as of now. Energy flows where focus goes is such an important thing. And I just figured I just add that onto it because it also relates and is, you know, connected to believing and envisioning yourself where you want to be. I love that because there's a couple of things I want to share 
before we kind of wrap up here. But that is so true. And when we really think of success, is it success when I've achieved a certain event? Is it success when I've hit a certain number on the scale? Is it success when I purchased this thing or I visited this destination? Is that what success is? And actually, those are elements and those help us to create almost like checkpoints of our journey. But really, success is a mindset. And so if I, in my mind right now, believe that I'm successful and I'm achieving success and I feel successful, then I will wake up every morning as a successful person. I will start my day. I'll have my morning routine. I will start my day with that mindset that I am successful. And guess what? It actually does bring results of success. So I want myself to hear this as well as our listeners to know that success is a mindset. That's what it is. And so our mind is very, very key. It's very, very sacred. And we need to protect what comes into our mind. Do those thoughts that come in, do those beliefs we have about ourselves, are they actually success? Because then if they are, then we're going to see success. Yes, because just to add on top again, our minds, we invest even without thinking. Everything that we see, everything that we read, listen to, interact people that we interact with, all that goes into your mind. Now, we're being coached to train, to focus, and also have this type of mindset because I do believe at the same time, mindset is key. Money is only a result of that. So the money isn't success. How I measure it, and I know how you measure it, is the mindset is key. Hence why having more money doesn't solve your problems. Having more money just means you have bigger problems, more responsibilities. And so you really do have to have a mindset because anything could go wrong once you've achieved a certain, some type of goal, right? The financial goal that you might have in mind. So mindset is key because regardless of what, how much money you make, how much money you don't make, it's all in the mind. Isn't that interesting? Because I was working with some of my clients and that was a theme that was brought up was this idea that we somehow have, it's a false idea that when we hit success or those people we see as successful, they don't have hurdles, they don't have challenges, but the opposite is true. It's no matter who you are, even if you are successful, you still have challenges, you still have to adapt, you still have to apply yourself. And it's almost as if, not almost as if, it is actually true, is that successful people, they get themselves through those challenges or they pivot around or they go over, like they are responding to those challenges and that's what makes them successful. And so if you're feeling like there's a lot of challenges happening in your life, then that's a lot of opportunity for growth. How are you going to respond to that? What can you do to overcome that, to go around it, to see it in a different perspective? So you're right. Success is not an event. It's not, hey, when I make the money, I'm successful. It surely helps. Money is a wonderful tool. And I know we're working towards having more of it. And so are some of our listeners. But it's not the money that makes us successful. It's actually our approach and our mindset that does. And my last thing I kind of wanted to touch on was that open-mindedness. I do want to just kind of have a little bit of maybe a little bit of a disclaimer or like an added note here where we do want to be open, right? We want to be open to all these opportunities, but we also want to make sure we're saying yes to the right ones. And that was kind of what I was touching on when I was sharing earlier, like Sawane is the king 
maybe I don't know about the king. He's my king, but he's the king of like shiny object syndrome. And it's because he's so open and because he's so open to learn and open to new opportunities, open to meeting people, open to trying new things. And it does help us. It is a strength, but something that he's worked on or is currently working on and has improved in is making sure we're open enough to what we need in this season, but also saying no to what is not needed for us in this season. And I kind of liken it to if we had all the faucets and all the showers and all the water holes, like all the pipes open in our house, water would flow, but it likely would have lower water pressure if everything was open. But if we just have one or two then there's going to be much more water pressure there, much more flow and more results. So we've both had to learn to still be open, but also to say no to things that are not meant for us in this season. So we can put our heads down, focus on what we need and actually see results from the couple of projects we have going on that gets us closer to our goals. Yeah. And just going along with that, with my shiny object syndrome, it's not that bad. When we talk about this stuff, we actually mean when... I am so open. However, I've learned even up till now to hone it down to say businesses. And because we run a few of our businesses that we're focusing on, for example, this podcast, which we love and enjoy. Sometimes I do, you're right, saying yes to the right opportunities that serve us in this season. Because you could say yes to an opportunity that sounds amazing on the platter that someone comes to you with, but it may not serve you in this time of the season or that you're in. And so I challenge you listeners that when you're doing your business, when you're trying to figure things out, when you have a plan, stick to it and think about being open, but with the intent of choosing the right types of opportunities that can serve you in your life right now. Yeah, I love that because also just knowing what to say yes to, what to say no to is important. Like if there are certain goals you have, is there something that you need to say no to so that you can actually make time and space to accomplish it? I am so grateful that you guys are here listening with us and kind of following along with our growth. We are sharing some things we're working on here and it's nice to have have you here with us as we go through that. And we, we're excited to hear some things that you're working on too and goals you want to achieve and adjustments you're making to your life. And so kind of in wrapping up here, we really wanted to focus on characteristics of successful entrepreneurs. Now we know success actually is a mindset. And we went into a deeper dive of the characteristics we're currently working on in this season. Obviously, we're not going to perfect that in this life, but it has helped us to grow where we're applying ourselves in our business and seeing results from that. And so we really are so thankful for the growth we have and the experiences and some of them unexpected happenings that come into our life, which invite us to grow and to adapt and to change. And I encourage our listeners here to embrace characteristics you do have. There's probably some strengths you already have, some characteristics you have that are strengths for you. I encourage you to embrace that and assess where it is you need to grow. Maybe there are some weaker points that you have that you can improve on and keep trying and keep giving it a shot so that you can learn in those areas. And I invite you to do that so that you can continue in momentum on your entrepreneurial journey. But also if you simply just want to have improvement in your life, 
in your mind and how you view what's going on in your health even. This totally applies to your health as well. If you just want to see some kind of improvement, then I encourage you to see what gold flex you can take from something that we've shared here as we share our raw thoughts and our stories here. I invite you to take something with you today and apply it and improve and share it with us. We'd love to celebrate you and cheer you along in your own growth as we are growing as well. I'm so looking forward to hearing your thoughts, either in some comments or reviews on our podcast platforms or on our social media. We love connecting with you and we are open to just, like I said, celebrating you and cheering you on your journey and growing together here as we're seeking for more abundance in our life. Appreciate you listening in and we look forward to the next one. Yeah. As we conclude today's episode, we invite you to check out the show notes for valuable resources to support you on your path to abundance. Whether it's starting a business, exploring the world, or cultivating a positive mindset, we are here to inspire, motivate, and uplift you. Remember, the journey to abundance begins with a single step. Laugh, learn, and embrace the path ahead with us on the More Abundance Podcast. Until next time, 